to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a good, great, great, I should say, not just good, great interview for you today. Um, I have Andy Cavasso. Did I say that right? Cavasso yep. here. <laughs> from thanks, DJ, yeah, thank, thanks for uh, not uh, overselling me too much. <laughs> No, we're going to have an awesome because I'm really excited actually to get into some of these, the topics, these topics with you. But I think I did butcher up your business name. I think it's it's Pastaga. Pastaga. Yeah, that's right. Pastaga. Yeah. I was saying beforehand, everyone, that um, my Aussie accent, I think, is definitely butchering <laughs> the pronunciation of that. But tell us a little bit about Pastaga and, and how it kind of came about for you, Andy. Sure. So... Where to start? So uh, I have a background in digital marketing. I used to run a, an agency that I uh, started, grew, and then sold. And then uh, after running my agency, I was looking for the next project and next next idea. And the my co-founder and I were kind of talking about a problem that we had while trying to do marketing and SEO for ourselves as well as for uh, some of our clients, which is to create blog content, you know, is helpful for helping your website rank in search engines. But the a thing that helps in particular with your content to rank better um, and outrank your competitors is having other websites linking to your content. It this, uh, These are called backlinks and it signals to search engines like Google that your content is relevant and valuable. Um, and so it'll therefore like reward you by getting your uh, article to rank better than other people's articles. But the process that we were encountering was very manual and labor intensive where we would have to, we've got a blog article and we want other people to link to it. So we have to prospect and find relevant websites to reach out to and then pitch them to say, hey, uh, my article uh, my article is relevant to yours and I think would be a good fit. So if you could link to my article, that would be great and helpful to your audience. Um, the different tools out there where like there are tools that help out with every aspect of outreach from prospecting to finding emails to sending emails. Um, and so we wanted a way that would be usable for uh, anyone from an in-house marketing person to agencies to do outreach in a scalable way. And that's uh, why we built Postaga. Wow. Okay. So how does it actually work? And this is really fascinating. So it, yeah. Can you just go give, um, show us a little bit of behind the scenes? <laughs> the sure. back. Um, yeah, so uh, so a good good example I think is how I'm talking to you today. Um, so uh, Postaga helps with outreach for everything from link building to press outreach to uh, helping you find sales leads for your business. Um, and as part of like doing press outreach, Postaga can help you find and pitch podcasts. And so, uh, for example, I'm. I am right now trying to do podcast tours to spread the word about Postaga um, and get in front of audiences of people that I think would be interested. So 
using Postaga's search prospecting tools, I look for uh, startup and entrepreneurship and small business and marketing and SEO related podcasts, and then uh, find the hosts of those podcasts, find their contact information, and then send them personalized pitch emails uh, with ideas for uh, an episode for a show and why I would be a good guest. And I send those email. And so the platform does all of this for you and helps you find the right people and send them emails. And that's how I'm here today. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, now I want to kind of go back because obviously the the purpose of this podcast really is to talk about and uncover these stories that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're not used to talking about um, and specifically things that when you were starting in your journey might make like, and maybe I should ask you as a question. Yeah. Sorry. Was there anything that you struggled with internally in terms of either starting your business or growing it? Um, Because, you know, a lot of times we get held back by ourselves. Uh, So I'd really like to delve into that and, you know, really open up that space for you um, if you can share with us as vulnerably vulnerably as possible about that. So so from my background, so yeah, before starting Postaga, I previously ran a, uh, started and, and then grew and then sold a digital agency. And I started the agency when I was in my, I don't know, early 20s. Um, and then sold it when I was in my later twenties. And, um, in particular, that was, that was my first real entrepreneurial endeavor. And the, there's, uh, every, um, people like when people ask, like, how's your business going? Like every month is different. There is, uh, there is just a startup roller coaster. You could be on on a high one month of closing a, a new great client, and then the next month, uh, uh, some client customers churn, and you're trying to figure out why are we why are we having this problem? Um, are we going to have to shut down? How much runway do we have? And so there are like every day, week, month is very different, and. Um, like as my like first entrepreneurial venture with my agency, I, I, at times you feel like you have no idea what you're doing, but of course you are like, you're like, well, I like, they're like feelings of like self doubt uh, trickle in. And then there's the realities of, is this tenable long-term? If we have how many, if we have a few more bad months, uh, we're going to have to shut this down and get real jobs. Uh, and, and so like that, uh, in particular with, with my, with my agency, uh, before it like picked up, uh, I was like, there was definitely a period where I was like doubting myself and thinking like, and just looking at the numbers and being like, we can't, if, if things don't pick up, uh, like I often have trouble making rent. Yeah. And it's not, um, you know, it's not a, uncommon thing because you know all entrepreneurs as you said that's the entrepreneurial journey right like you there's so many ups and downs um but what I really love to delve into is almost like in those down moments because mm. again our audience are entrepreneurs which means mm. that they are all going to be going through down moments um especially if they haven't mm. yet which would be very surprising but in those down moments what was that like for you and you know what you know what was what was almost the hit to you know your your confidence and then how did you actually find your way out of any particularly dark moments so it's it's tough because um i i think i think about the this a, a lot in that um we we often like you like the there's a lot of survivorship bias 
in startups. You only hear about the ones that succeeded uh, and the ones that figured it out. And for every one that figured it out and got acquired or achieved amazing growth, there were are dozens or hundreds more that haven't been able to make it. And um, like often it could just be luck or timing that separate these, but you only hear from the like successful ones and they're like, all right, I just follow this blueprint um, that I did and you will find success. Uh, but as like a startup founder, there's there's something uh, there's something wrong with us in that there is a I think most people have a certain amount of risk tolerance right and uh, starting your own business and being self reliant to be able to make your own money uh, and and make your own job effectively um, there is a risk tolerance that we have for that and. Uh, like we can't all be right, right? <laughs> so this is what I'm, I think to myself, like we, we can't all be right. We can't all uh, have the answer. Uh, like the, like we can't, like if we can't all have the answer and have like, like this is, this is what our market needs. This is what our audience needs. Uh, but so like often like I, I, I have these feelings of like self-doubt because what if I'm wrong? Uh, what if me going after this particular market, me trying this particular marketing channel is wrong? Um, and th like there, there's like, you're like, all right, am I just being, it's, it's trying to like reconcile. Are you being stubborn in, in pursuing this? Uh, are you pursuing this for too long? Like when, when, uh, when, when like my, like growth trajectory with my agency wasn't, uh, where I, where I was wanting it to be and where I was like, like thinking like, all right, I'm a few months from closing. Like I have to like, it's kind of like a fight or flight response. Um, like I see that if things don't change, um, we're going to have to shut down and I'm going to have to look for employment. And, how, um, and so like my responses could have been like, all right, well, like, like there's a, like there is this like inflection point where you're like, okay, like you could just, just feel like defeated and like go along or um, just like back against the wall, try, like just try, like do everything you possibly can to, to hang on. And it's, uh, I don't know if I feel like I'm answering the question or, or well, yeah, um, going, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, I, it's, uh, yeah, it, it like dealing with like dealing with like the realities, it, it sometimes it's like tough to face. And it's like, well, how, how do we, how, how do we like, like the path forward is we, we do something different and things improve or we try everything different that we can to get on the right trajectory. If something isn't working with marketing or positioning or pricing or anything, something we have to do is different. Otherwise, if we keep doing the same thing, uh, we know where this ends. Mm -hmm. And so um, you, like, you kind of get like this, like, I don't know, it felt like a, like a fight or flight sort of response. And um, yeah. I just threw, threw a million things at the wall and saw what stuck and uh, <laughs> made it out, it feels like.
Wow. So is that literally what you did? So you, so because I was going to ask you, like, was there a, a system almost, or were you systematic in terms of like the things that you were testing uh, to see how to, you know, or were you just kind of like, let's just do all the things, like whatever. We'll just brainstorm <laughs> them all, and let's just do it all. <laughs> well, so um, I, I've definitely made mistakes in the past in terms of like marketing, as a good example of like uh, when I and when I when I was younger, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, and I want and I would just take as much advice and read as many articles as I can. And I would say, do this marketing channel, try this. And um, like, here's our case study of how we use social media and we grew by this. And um, I find in, in retrospect now, a lot of luck that a lot of success that some people had with certain channels was luck and right place, right time. Um, and so I'm trying to be mindful of that now, like, especially, um, but, uh, yeah, like some channels don't work. And so, um, like with like looking at the runway and seeing here is what we, here is our trajectory and here is what we have left. Um, it was really like time to, time to focus on the things that I know can bring in revenue. Um, and stop focusing on, on the experimental things because, uh, with a year, you have a lot, like with a year of runway, you have a lot of time to plan with four months of runway. Uh, you have, you're really, really like short-term thinking in terms of let's get out of, let's get out of this hole to, and have, hopefully have some breathing room. Yeah. It's really fascinating when you say that because I, um, it's just, to, just to make this about me for a minute, but, um, I, I uh, I've been in, you know, business myself for almost a decade now. And it's funny when you say, yeah, like social media is like, sometimes it is for, the, for something like that to work is sometimes right place, right time. And I always tell my own audience that because for me, when I started my first business, it was a um, dessert bar in Sydney uh, in hospitality. And we happened to be in the right place at the right time in a way because, you know, 10 years ago, that was also the time when Instagram was starting to grow. And so mm. we really was able to ride that Instagram growth wave, right? Whereas sure. now that landscape is totally different. Um, and what we did back then is just not going to be the same and, and it's not going to work. We have to be a lot more intentional, a lot more deliberate in what it is that we do. So I totally agree with you that, like, you know, we can't listen to everyone um, and we have to kind of almost be savvy enough to know, okay, well, what were the, the nuance of the context around how this particular business was able to make this thing work? And is that still an available strategy for me? Um, so I think you're totally right. So let's go into a little bit of then like what did work for you? So, you know, you tried all these things. Um, what were some particular marketing strategies that you did find work for you? Sure. So the, I guess this might not surprise anyone, but like the best customers we got were customers that were referred by other customers or other people that we knew because they, there was already this sense of trust mm-hmm. uh, and then finding us, uh, and with on someone else's recommendation, it made it a lot easier to sell to. And so we uh, like went through our, our networks, uh, went through our, our customers and like asked for referrals saying like, you know, we're looking to grow this business um, and hopefully we've provided you with a great service. Who would you, if there's anyone like, would you recommend anyone? We'd also provide you with a discount or, or something like that, or a referral fee for sending anyone our way. And we like greatly appreciate it. So getting referrals was helpful. Um, uh, besides that, one thing that's not, wasn't really a marketing channel, but I 
did find was helpful for me was finding a mastermind group. Mm. So, um, like I mentioned before, like we were with like marketing channels, like we were trying a lot of different things and being more inexperienced, uh, and trying everything that I could, I was using us as our company as a guinea pig to try and see, would this marketing channel work? Will it help us get more customers? And, uh, like it, was taking time to see like the fruits of, of the, those endeavors, mm-hmm. but I, and I could, and I could spend forever doing these tests myself, but, uh, I found a mastermind group, uh, uh, that included other business owners. So master, mastermind groups, uh, basically, uh, a weekly or biweekly or monthly meeting with, uh, other business owners to talk about, basically where you're stuck and looking for advice. And I met other uh, business owners that were in, not directly my my space, but one of them was in uh, digital marketing for dentists and and one was doing video production and getting like feedback from other experienced entrepreneurs was extremely helpful because they could tell me about the marketing channels and things like that they've tried and they could share where they had success and where they didn't have success to help me avoid making those same mistakes. Um, so helping me avoid spending thousands of dollars uh, on certain paid ac- paid acquisition channels that just may not have been worth it. Um, that like that kind of thing saved us a ton of time. And so uh, I would, uh, if anyone is, uh, you know, anyone is like looking to really up their, uh, their entrepreneurship game, I would recommend probably more than most things uh, surrounding yourself with, other entrepreneurs, but in particular, people who are more established than you, ideally, like I would only want to take advice, like, like from people that, uh, are more experienced and have achieved better, like achieve the results that I'm looking for. Um, some people, I know like some people like starting out in particular might be looking for, like might find a mastermind with other people who are excited about being in a mastermind. But if you, wouldn't necessarily take their advice, then it's not really helpful for you. If you could find more experienced entrepreneurs um, who are willing to like mentor you and, and, and give you like feedback about your business, that's that's the probably like a, the single most impactful thing I would say. Wow, awesome. And can you share with us one winning tip or secret that you might've learned from this mastermind, something that might've moved the dial for you? Um, part of what was helpful is I, as we were growing to really remove myself from the day to day, uh, and do more to build processes and workflows, uh, for my team, um, and like make repeatable steps and processes that everyone could be accountable to. So that if I was out of the office for day, week, or month that the business would keep running, so it was included everything from like basically creating internal documentation and knowledge bases and help docs to creating standardized workflows for here is how here are all the steps there are to building a website for a client and here's what we do at each of these stages there are these stages everything is defined we have project management software no matter where you are at any given day looking at the project management software and having these uh SOPs, they're called the docu- documentation, you should be able to know where we are and know what to do next. So uh, so the business can run without 
someone managing everything specifically. Totally, totally agree with that. Um, that's actually the heart, one of the core, the core of the our Capture CEO program is all about systemization, delegation, um, mm-hmm. things like that. So totally agree with you. Uh, now, you mentioned that you launched a number one product on Product, product Hunt. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the story behind that and how that happened? Yeah, the really the key to it was research. Uh, we knew that when we were launching Postaga that we wanted to do a launch on Product Hunt, and this would be our like first real big exposure to the tech community and uh, people that we wanted to be our customers. So uh, months before we launched on Product Hunt, uh, I went to Product Hunt and I was researching uh, other successful products. I was looking at who, uh, what are some other companies either in our space or relevant or even like just generally were successful, the ones that were number one for the week and month uh, and and the year. And I saw what they were like, there was a pattern you could see, like, here are some things that they were doing that was unique, like, like uh, in their, uh, in their page, in their product hunt pages, they didn't just include things like screenshots. They included images that were like annotated. So instead of it just being, here's a picture of our dashboard, it'd be like, here's a picture of the dashboard alongside some text explaining what you're looking at. Uh, the best ones also had things like a video, like a quick one minute videos that were well-produced that highlighted the product. The products had good taglines. The products had good, uh, 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 animated GIFs that help them stand out on the homepage. Um, and beyond that, we we reached out to uh, a lot of the people who, who had done successful product hunts. And we said, hey, uh, I saw you did a product hunt launch that was successful. Do you mind talking for a few minutes? I'm looking to do a product hunt launch and looking to get some feedback and advice. And a bunch of people were super happy to to be helped to, to help out. And I generally find that when you reach out to people looking for advice, um, they are happy to help out. And so that was really good for us. We got other other insights that we couldn't just glean on our own from from looking at just looking at their product on pages, like knowing the right time of day, uh, 12.01 a.m. Pacific time uh, to launch your product on pro- launch your product on product. Um, things like the fact that the rankings don't don't start shaking out until a few hours in. So the first few hours are really important to get eyeballs and get people upvoting your product because um, once the first rankings are established for the day, the they can you know fluctuate. But if you're already on towards either at the very top or towards the top, mm. you have a better chance of more people just seeing you organically and upvoting you, uh, as opposed to if if you get a, a slow start, you're going to be buried just like you would, you know, in Google search results, if you're on page two, people aren't going to naturally find you so easily. So uh, it was important for us to cultivate our, our following that we had and as early as possible, get them to uh, upvote us and then uh, like reaching out throughout the day to get people to upvote us, to keep us, keep us going. Awesome. I love that. Um, now, our listeners do believe in the power of storytelling to create human mm-hmm. connection. Um, and you've just, you've told us, you know, a few stories actually that uh, of things that 
honestly make you remarkable um, and, and where you are now. So do you currently share this with your audience and, and how do you do it through social media? Do, do you through it, do it through emails? So I, I particularly like, like content, like blogging content in particular is uh, like my preferred medium. Um, I, yeah, I, I like blog writing um, and I doing my best to like, I like sharing the founder story uh, to, like give advice to other people looking to do what we're looking to do. Um, and, um, I regularly go on podcasts and talk about things about like growing and selling a business or, or, uh, doing digital marketing, but yeah, I, I, I love doing this. <laughs> awesome. And is there anything different that you're looking, um, to do in your marketing going forward, especially this year? Um, this year, things I'm looking to do differently. Well, I, I think I've, I know what channels are working for us and I really just want to put the gas uh, on those channels. Like mm-hmm. um, for example, like, like content is working very well for us. I want to keep doing that and put more into content as well as doing uh, cold email outreach, which has also been working very well for us. Got it. And when you say content, do you mean, is that blogging or is that? Yeah, blogging. Okay. Yeah. And what are your, what are your preferred channels specifically? Um, I, I, my favorite channel is just like, in terms of creating content is our blog. Um, yeah, it's, but yeah, aside from like just being on our own turf and on our own terms, it like we share it regular, like we share all our blog content in like regular newsletters. We also have uh, our own communities in uh, Facebook. Um, and, uh, I just personally haven't been using like LinkedIn or Twitter as much. I don't know if I, maybe I should, but like, I, I've personally had some frustrations with these channels as they, it can seem arbitrary as to what like kind of visibility and impressions people get. Um, so that's maybe just a, a personal gripe. Like if I post something on Facebook, 1% of the, of the, any audience will see it as compared to if I send something in an email, I can see, all right, my open rate is a lot higher. And at least the very least I know it's getting to people's inboxes. Yes, totally. Awesome. This has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this, Andy. Thank you so much. Um, if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer and, and maybe learn out more about Postaga, where is the best place for them to go? Yep. So you could find us at postaga.com. That's P-O-S-T-A-G-A.com. Um, you, if you want to try out our uh, outreach platform, um, if uh, if you use a coupon code uh, podcast five zero, that'll get you three months uh, at fifty percent off. Um, and you can also check us out on Facebook. Our group is called Grow Together SEO, which is all about SEO and digital marketing. If you're looking to find me, I'm on Twitter at Andy Cabasso. On LinkedIn, I'm Andrew Cabasso. And uh, I think uh, and we have a YouTube channel uh, called Postaga also. <laughs> awesome all right you guys we will put that in the show notes thank you so much andy for coming on the remarkable entrepreneur podcast um and everyone else if you love this episode like i know you did uh then definitely leave us a review leave us a rating subscribe to this podcast and share with all your friends and we'll see you on the next one bye Shen here. 
thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, dedrickshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.